Good morning, Island Church. Josh Payne here with your daily word of encouragement. This week we've been talking about peace. Today I'm finishing up, uh, hopefully to summarize what we've been talking about this week. But um, today I wanted to change gears and talk about how it's important that we as believers should be sowing that peace. And um, whether it's, you know, I've heard uh, one minister say, you know, ministering smiles or, or your attitude, not just the words that we speak, um, but sowing that peace is so important because there are individuals out there that, that, that need that, that need the gospel, the good news. And I think it's important that we are finding a way to do that, um, but not, also not putting too much pressure on yourself to do so. Um, but we'll also talk about how um, it's inevitable. You will get the opportunity to sow whether you want to or not. And uh, I'll share some scripture about that and, and, and reiterate that point. Um, but if you could turn to Mark 6. 35. This is, uh, we're staying in Mark 6, right around the area of, of feeding the 5,000 where Jesus walks on the sea. But here in this verse, as we see, uh, we'll start at 635. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves some bread, for they have nothing to eat. Then Jesus answered unto them and saying, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. Two points I want to make here that I really want to emphasize. One, the disciples are, are like, well, it's late. It's Everyone's hungry. You know, we, we should probably send them off to get them something to eat. Um, knowing that, uh, I believe it's what, five loaves and, and two fish, that's all they had. There's no way this is going to feed everyone. Jesus says, no, 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 you give them something to eat. I believe Jesus knew that that's all they had as well. Um, and as, you know, believers, um, as born-again believers, we know that Jesus is talking about the spiritual food of his word um, and how... Um, that is that'll provide for everybody and the disciples here they made the mistake of um, thinking carnally they made the mistake of thinking well this is all we have there's no way it's going to provide forgetting that Jesus is already there with them I believe that you know sometimes in our situation in our life especially with all the distractions that are going on with, are, around us um, we can think to ourselves well you know um, there's got to be a way I could figure this out. We, th- we try and find carnal ways to, to obtain peace. And that's, um, I guess the best example I could think of is, you know, your peace is temporal. So, you know, with this COVID going around, well, now you should probably wear a mask. Okay, there's peace in that. Then you think, oh my gosh, you know, um, this is actually still spreading. Now everyone should wear a mask. Well, now we should stay 50 feet away from each or six feet away from each other. There can only be 50. So your peace is only determined by what the world will, 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 uh, I guess the threshold the world provides. And, um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being practical, but um, at what at what cost? At what point are you going to stop and say, "Wait a minute, I'm the heel of God from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet," you know, and, and living in that peace that God has already provided for us, provided for us in, with His Word. Um, here in this situation, Jesus says, "You give them something to eat." The provision is already there. Jesus is there with us. The impossible is nothing for Him, um, and and He's willing to do that, perform miracles to make sure that we have and continue to have the peace that He's already promised us. Um, if you look for for peace in carnal ways, you're you're well. If we think of the word carnal, um, think worldly, right? So that would be only circumstantial. And also, if you're thinking worldly, I mean, Satan. The, the devil, the, he is the God of this world. If you're trying to find your peace through the means of this world, he has the ability, that's his realm, he has the ability to just 
take it out from under you. Whereas God's peace, um, it, it's different. It, it, it never goes away. It's, it's, it's something that will sustain you forever. And the devil can't touch that. So just remember that. Also, um, Jesus will always use what you have. If you're thinking that you're in a situation where, you know, I have no one to sow to, who, who am I going to sow to? I, uh, as one minister put, my foreign no more. My family's good. Why should I worry about anyone else? Well, uh, consider, um, you know, ministries all over the world, right? And, and consider that, uh, consider this for a second. Um, you know, our church, Galveston, there may be people that we reach, uh, that, that pastor uh, and, and the church has the ability to reach. Well, they may never reach my parents. They may never reach, you know, these friends of my parents. They may never reach, you know, there's a scope that every single person has that God has called us to. Whether we want to believe that or not, it's the truth. We have the opportunity to sow to them. And um, if you could, just getting a little bit more onto that topic, turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 2. Um, and I'll talk about how the opportunity to sow will always be there, and re regardless of your take on it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and the other the aroma of life leading to life. So what this is saying is, is, is here is the knowledge of him. So we've been given a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. This is something that's in us. Um, it diffuses out of us. That means to spread out. Kayla has this little, uh, uh, my wife has this little diffuser at our house and she puts a little bit of uh, these little smelling oils or I'm not sure what they're called in them. And uh, from that one little spot, the whole entire house smells like, I don't know, eucalyptus or something. And so um, it diffuses, it's called a diffuser because it diffuses out of one area and spreads. And so um, here it's saying that, that the knowledge of, of, of God works the same way. The spirit of, 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 uh, of wisdom and knowledge in us works the same way. To those that are perishing, it's, it smells like death unto death. It's, it's putrid, it's, it's, it's unpleasing. And to those that are being saved, um, it is life unto life. Now, if you think closely about the two categories of people that they're talking about, you're either being saved or you're perishing, that kind of encompasses everybody. And there's no in between. So here, what what the uh, what the Bible is saying is that no matter what, the knowledge of Him, as you as you as you meditate on the Word and you you continue your your walk with God, it's it's going to produce it's going to spread, and people are going to come to you whether they are they are uh, excited for God or whether they are, are are not, and they and they want to chastise you or they want to make fun of you. And and I'll close with this testimony. Um, because I've been on every end of that. You know, I, I wasn't saved until I was 18 years old. And um, I had this friend who I grew up with. And I went to grade school with her. I went to high school with her. And then I, I even went to college. And we, graduated, we went to the same college. And so I had the benefit of, of knowing this person throughout my entire life. And we were good friends. We, had, we, we liked sports. Um, but one of the biggest differences between her and I was she loved Jesus. Um, everything about her loved Jesus. And she... Uh, exemplified, personified, she that diffused out of her, and it was her attitude towards situations, and, and even me, um, a person who did not believe in God. Um, I made fun of Christians. I, I uh, thought they were liars. I thought they were being fake, phony. I thought there was no way that there was this type of peace that someone could have and sustain them um, throughout everything. So obviously, I would antagonize. I would test her, and thank God that she really believed and walked these things out, because 
there were times where I, I, I really wanted to try her faith just because I was perishing. I was spiteful. I thought to myself, you know, um, there's no way this could be real. And at the time that I did find God, my outlook completely changed. She was a huge influence and mentor uh, to me growing in the things of God when, when I decided um, that I would give my life to the Lord. So um, the, the reason I'm sharing that is to show that without her and her full uh, confidence in, in the things of God, without her um, understanding that the peace exists, that's, it's, it, that it's eternal. Because I met Christians growing up where I was like, they are afraid of this too. Like, well, what's the benefit? They're just like me. They, they don't, they, uh, there's nothing about being a Christian that I would be excited about. But this individual um, in particular knew about the peace, knew that it was eternal, was walking in it, um, was not hardened to the things of this world. I, I found that in certain situations, I was in more fear than she was. And yet, um, she walked this thing out to a point where she sowed that into me. And, um, you know, I, I just have to say, I, I needed someone like that. And I needed someone like you guys as well, walking in that peace um, and in that love and in that, that confidence in God. And, and I'm thankful that um, we go to a church where we sit under the word, where we walk these things out and prove these things out. So um, hopefully this week has blessed you guys. Um, I believe that it has. And just remember, um, peace is something that is eternal. It's something that we have access to, that we should be walking in. It's something that um, will keep us hardened um, to the things of this world and soften to the things of God. And remember, um, as best you can, try and sow that peace to the people around you. God bless you, Allen Church. We love you, and um, we'll see you next week.